All of us have been tempted to challenge, ignore, or rebel against the authority figures in our lives, and this is not a new problem for humanity. In this series called Like a Boss, we're talking about how to interact with the bosses in our lives in light of our understanding of God. We hope you enjoyed this message from Apex students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. Have you ever been in charge of something? Anybody? Anybody been in like sort of a, maybe you're like the captain of the basketball team, or yeah, maybe not that one, the first chair in the orchestra, or the band, you led that, or maybe a student council president, or a class officer, something like that, manager or supervisor at work, or maybe you're not the boss of anything, but you've asked Siri to call you master so that you have some respect, some respect given to you that you deserve. I think if we're being honest with ourselves, um, whether we are the, the, the leader, the boss of a situation. I think all of us at some point has wanted to be the boss of something, has wanted to be the boss of whatever we're involved in. At least we think we can do better than the boss that we have, right? You can identify with that. Like somebody, a leader made a decision, you're like, nah, could have done that better for sure. Um, but it, because not all of us are bosses at this moment right now, and I get that, but we have all had bosses. We have all had that experience. Maybe you've had a boss at your job, like I said, a coach uh, on, on your sports team, a coach or a captain. Um, maybe in a band or a musical, you have a director. In, uh, when you're sitting in class, you have a teacher. And when you get home from all of that, you open the door to another boss in your life, a person or two that may have brought you into this world, whoever takes care of you. Those are some bosses as well, as well, waiting for you at home. Even though we might not call these people bosses, they are our leaders. They are the authority figures in our lives because they lead us. Our, our captains, our, our coaches and teachers and directors, they lead us in one way or another. And here's the thing about authority figures. They will tick you off. They will. I promise you. Even like some of my favorite leaders in the world, I've had, I've had moments with them where I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> well, I wouldn't necessarily say that to their face, but they walk out and I'm like, I don't think so. We have all had that experience. We all have been uh, frustrated with our leaders. And you may have wondered, you may have thought, like maybe that's a part of being a teenager, right? That's a part of my, they say my hormones are making me crazy. I don't know. And let me assure you that it is a part of being a teenager. But it's also a part of being a human person. <laughs> For your entire life, you are going to, uh, to some degree, resist or uh, buck authority to some degree in your life. Um, all of us wish that we were sitting in the boss's chair of our lives with no one telling us what to do. At some point in your life, you will wish you were sitting in the boss's chair with no one telling you what to do. And what's funny is that um, we have always had bosses and we always will have bosses. We always will have authority figures. But as we get older, we're going to find new ways that our authority figures frustrate us. We're going to find new ways that they annoy us, new ways that they bug us. And um, maybe you've been there and you've thought, you've thought things like this. I know this situation better than she does. Or I know myself better than my dad does. Or I would handle this better if it were me, if I were in charge. And a lot of the time, it's not that we think we're, that they're doing a bad job. It's just that I think I would do a better job. <laughs> it's not that I think that they're doing a bad job. It's just that uh, I would be a better boss for me. That's what it is. If I were completely in charge of myself, I would be a better boss for me. And I don't bring that up because I think you're wrong. I think in some situations, you are probably right about that. Um, if you were the boss, you would do a better job. But 
in reality, that is not always the case. You are not always going to be the boss, the authority over every decision in your life. And that can be frustrating. That could be a really upsetting place to be. And if you hang on to that frustration, if you hang on to that resenting authority, it can lead you down a couple of roads. Let me tell you about them. It can lead you to challenge authority. So when we disagree with a leader, we point it out. We make sure that they know that I disagree. And we make a case, sometimes loudly, to the people around us as to why that person should not be in charge. Some of you in this room have probably been in those shoes. Um, It can also lead us to ignoring authority. Um, You're not staging a coup, but you're just like low-key disregarding them as the authority figure in your life. Some of you in this room may have uh, experienced that as well. Flying under the radar, nobody even knows, but you are completely disregarding that authority in your life. It can also lead you to rebel against authority, and that can be a big deal. Um, If you hate having a boss so much, you don't just ignore them, but you look for the exact opposite of what they tell you to do. I, some of your parents have said that to me about you. So, uh, you, so some of you identify with that. That uh, it's whatever I tell them. It's the exact. So that if you, your authority tells you to stand up, you sit down. If the authority tells you to sit down, you stand up and give them a dirty look. That's how you rebel against authority. Some of you have been in that situation. So regardless of which road that you take, regardless of which road that you go down, we resist leadership because we think we could be the better boss for our lives. We resist leadership when we know what's best. We think we know what's best for our lives. But as you've probably seen, when you go against authority, when you challenge, ignore, or rebel against authority, it doesn't make anything better for you, right? Have you experienced that? When you resisted authority and it did not go well, (laughs) right? You thought it was going to get you this thing you wanted. Like you thought you deserved more freedom, so you just took it. And then you got grounded. (laughs) Like you just took more freedom and it resulted in less freedom. It doesn't work that way. Maybe you you thought you were going to gain more respect, but you disregarded authority and lost respect. You lost that mutual respect. A lot of times we get the exact opposite of what we want when we try to take things into our own hands. Dealing with authority is not a new problem. Uh, In fact, we understand God by things that people wrote sometimes thousands of years ago. And um, I have a letter written 2,000 years ago, 2,000-year-old letter. And in this letter, we see someone addressing authority in light of what we know about God, addressing this authority problem in light of what we know about God and understanding God. So we know a lot about the letters that make up the New Testament of our Bible. There's a bunch of letters in there. We know a lot about them. This particular letter that we're going to look at tonight We do not know who wrote it, which is interesting. Um, We know that it's full of things about God that we can understand about relationships with each other, but we don't know who wrote it. We refer to this letter as Hebrews, and what we do know about Hebrews is that it was written to Jewish people who were were Jewish people, but decided to follow Jesus. So they were used to be Jewish people, but they believed that Jesus was the Messiah, and they began to follow Jesus. So this is what the, the book, the letter of Hebrews was written to these people. These people were men and women that grew up in church. They knew all of the Jewish law. They knew all of the rules. And they were finding that by following Jesus, they were having to unlearn and relearn a lot of things. They were having to readjust their view of God and their view of life in general. They had to completely look at life differently. Hebrews chapter 13 is full of advice on managing the different relationships in our lives. And uh, this includes relationships with people that we are the boss of, that we have authority over, and the relationships where the, uh, uh, an authority figure is over us. 
Hebrews 13 speaks to that. Uh, And it's also interesting that Hebrews tells us that how we manage these relationships does not only uh, impact the people we are relating with, but it impacts us. The way we handle and manage these relationships has an impact uh, impact on the other people and on us. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about tonight. The writer of Hebrews teaches us to put ourselves in the shoes of other people. And, and to focus on how what we would want to be treated in those other situations. And that makes sense, right? That's something we've probably heard before. Hebrews 13, the first half of verse 17 says this. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority. Now, I wish there was another way to read that. But it's pretty straightforward, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority. That is, it, that sounds pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. Um, it, it sounds simple, but it can be difficult. Um, but a question comes to mind. Can I really have confidence? Can I choose to have confidence in someone? Like the question is, is my confidence another, another person based entirely on them or do I get a choice in that matter? Can I really choose to have confidence in someone? And the answer is simply, yes. <laughs> another way to say this is to believe the best about somebody. You can do that, right? You can believe the best about the authority figures in your life. Believe the best about the person leading you. Even when you aren't sure that they're right, even when you are sure that they're wrong, you can still believe that they have good intentions and that they are good people. And that's what it means to have confidence in your leaders. Choose to believe that these people are good, that they have good intentions for you. Then the writer of Hebrews goes on to say this, submit to your leaders. So what does that mean? Another way of saying, of saying submit, it's another way to say to accept them as your leaders, to accept them as leadership over you. So the challenge to us in any situation dealing with authority is to first accept the relationship that we're in, accept the spot that we're in, the relationship where they're the boss and we're not. And that can be a hard thing to accept, <laughs> but Submitting to authority means accepting that relationship, accepting the spot you're in. Now, obviously, this is easier said than done. I totally get that. Um, Is anyone in this room gifted in dealing with children? Would you put up your hand if you're gifted in dealing with children? Very few of you, loud and proud, put up your hand if you're, yes, gifts. Sam, put up your hand. That's why they're they're waiting. They're waiting for you to acknowledge your gift. Um, Yes. So uh, kids, kids are... You don't have to spend much time with a child to know that they don't love your authority, right? Like, there are children that if you tell them what to do, like, if that's not what they want to do, there are some children that will throw themselves on the ground and, like, roll around and, like, spit and hit and yell. And I'm like, yeah. So, like, Sam told me this great story today that I was going to tell you that today, just today, she told she has this like red light, yellow light, green light system for behavior in class. And she put this kid on yellow just today and he looked her in the eyes and he called her a loser. And I, I'm sure that I never spoke to my teachers that way. <laughs> All that to say, kids are the worst. And there is a reason, there is a reason that I don't get you until sixth grade. There is a reason for that in this room. Um, the kids, I'm not about that. All the time, Sam tells me these stories of these kids and their favorite phrase, it's not fair. Almost every story is accompanied by it's not fair because it didn't meet their expectation. It wasn't exactly what they wanted, so they spit on you and tell you it's not fair. Um, it's not fair that they lost their break or that they're on red or whatever. Now, when we grow up, we may not be 
kicking and screaming and rolling on the ground on the outside. But that is still your reaction on the inside, whether you acknowledge it or not. On the inside, you want to yell at some people, you want to smash some things, and you would like to throw something. Why? Because it's not fair. It didn't meet your expectations, or, or it, I'm not treated the way I want to expect to be treated. It's not fair. And if we were in charge, we would do better. If I were in charge, if I made all the rules, if I got to do it all, I would be better off. And I'll just say, all of that may be true. But listen to what the writer of Hebrews is telling us in the rest of this verse. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Now, this one must be hard to accept. Um, It might be hard to accept because I'm asking you to have a little empathy towards your leaders, toward maybe teachers you disagree with or parents you don't get along with right now. But your boss is not at the top of the food chain. None of your bosses are at the top of the food chain. There is someone over them, so their boss, that they have to give an account to for every decision and how they use their power. So most of us don't think about it that way. We don't want to have empathy on our boss. We want to make sure that, that in our minds, they are making all the decisions so when something goes wrong, we can just blame them, right? So if you consider it, um, think about it this way. So your coaches and teachers, they answer to the principal. But your principal answers to the superintendent, and the superintendent answers to the school board, and the school board answers to the parents and to the people, because they're like elected officials. (laughs) So like you have the entire people keeping these people accountable. There is always another person keeping you accountable. Your supervisor has a shift manager, who has a general manager, who has a regional manager, and all the way up the the corporate ladder. Even our parents have to answer to our the families around us, their friends, their leaders and pastors, and the government in some situations. All of us have accountability. Every boss has a boss. Now, your leader has a leader that they have to give an account to. So I want to pause right here, just take a little moment to talk about a super serious issue that is less common than the average experience. Uh, Then we'll come back to some common authority issues that most of us face. But it's possible that some of you in here have been really hurt by people misusing their authority. You've been really hurt, or you, you or someone you know has been abused or discriminated against or uh, something unethical or downright evil has happened to you or around you because someone has abused their power. And I need you to know that is never okay. And I want you to know that this verse is not telling us to accept that kind of behavior. In fact, it's quite the opposite. This verse is telling us that those people who are misusing their behavior have someone they need to answer to. People who misuse their power and abuse people with their power, they have a person that they need to answer to. And um, it could be, the best thing for you tonight could be to tell that story, to tell a a leader around you, uh, this room is full of adults that love you. Uh, Maybe it's a parent, a small group leader, maybe the police need to know. But maybe the best thing for you to do is to relay that story of how a leader was abusing their power and get them some accountability because they have a boss over them that can hold them accountable. Very, very important, especially like what's going on in the in the world right now in Hollywood and in churches and all over the country things are messed up and people need to know what's going on and can I tell you I am very tired of television programs um, you know it's serious when I call them television programs that are catered to teenagers and teach teenagers to hide what's going on in their lives like I've seen every like I watch a lot of like teenage drama drama crap because you guys do just so I know what's going on and and one of the biggest themes I see is 
keep it because you and your friends can handle it. And can I please tell you that's utter garbage. <laughs> you, you can't. I don't want you to. It's not healthy for you to. So if there is a problem that is bigger than you, you need to get an adult involved. And if you're nervous and you don't know if it's big enough, get an adult involved. And maybe they'll say, don't worry about it. But if it is big enough, you played it safe and you made the right choice. Please do not handle this with you and your friends. Take it to someone who can help you. I will uh, step down from my soapbox. But if you're in a situation like this, um, I, I truly am sorry for what, that, what you're going through. All authority has to give an account. So the best thing for you to do may be to have a private conversation tonight with a small group leader or a parent or a pastor like me or somebody that loves you and they can help you make it right. They can help you take steps towards accountability. And like I said, this stuff happens, but it is the minority um, experience with leadership. And, and the stuff we're reading about applies to those situations and it applies to everyday leadership. It applies to everyday interactions with authority in our lives. It's so helpful for us to realize that authority has authority. It gives us empathy for the authority in our lives and remembers and reminds us that they have be held they can be held accountable for how they misuse their power. In fact, every boss, every authority, every leader in your life has to give an answer to the ultimate authority, has to give an answer to God for how they use their power. That is someone that every leader, every person has to do. They have to give an account to God for how, what they did here. They have to give an account to God for how they use their power. That ultimate authority is God. And that means your authority figures are responsible for giving an account to God for whatever they do. You and I are not responsible for pointing out and fixing what's wrong with our leaders. And that can be hard to accept, but that is not our responsibility. I heard somebody this week say, love everyone, manage yourself. Love everyone, manage yourself, because it's not your job to point out what's wrong with other people. It's not your job to fix the people around you. It's your job to love them and let God do his job, all right? Unless you're invited to that conversation, it's not our job to point out and fix what's wrong with our leaders unless you're invited to that conversation. But until then, have confidence in your leaders, submit to your leaders, and remember that God is on the job. So to summarize, your authorities have an authority, and ultimately, authorities always answer to God. God is paying attention. He, he wants the best for you, and he's paying very close attention to keep your best interests in mind. And all of that means fixing the problems with my authority figure is God's job not mine. All right, finally, check out what the writer of Hebrews says here to close out this verse. Do this, um, so the have confidence in your leaders, submit to your leaders because they have authority over them. Do this so that their work, their, their, your authority's work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. I love when the Bible gets this practical. All right, we're supposed to submit to authority. Why? Because it's the right thing to do, because that's what we've been told all our lives, yes, but because it will help you <laughs> submit to the authority in your life because if you make your boss's work more difficult, it is not helpful for you, which means that uh, when we do submit, we make their work a joy and we benefit from that. When we submit to our leadership, we make their work a joy, not a burden, and we benefit when we make our leader's work a joy. It makes our lives better. And when you think about it, that's just so, so true. Like when you honor your parents, they give you more freedom. When you respect your teachers, they make things easier for you in the classroom. When you follow your coach's lead, they are more likely to invest in you and help you get better at your craft. This is what God wants you to realize. When you have a healthy, respectful, honoring relationship with your authorities, it doesn't make the job more 
it, it doesn't only make the job more joyful for them, but it makes life better for you. When you have that healthy relationship with your authorities, it not only makes their work a joy, but it makes life better for you. You end up with more freedom. You end up with more opportunity. You end up with that mutual respect that you want. And sometimes you're even invited to the conversation to make things better, to make that person a better leader. Isn't that interesting? You don't get that by bucking authority or, or pointing out everything that's wrong and, and, and trying to fix all these things. You get that by honoring, by having confidence in your leaders, submitting to them. That is how you get to that table. That is how you get into that conversation about how to improve things. The best way to get that access is to have confidence in your leaders and to submit to their authority. The whole point, everything we're talking about today, rests on this. Life is better when you honor the boss. Life is better when you honor the boss. So how do we honor our bosses? We got to know what that means. What does honor mean? In, for our context, tonight, it just means to show great respect, to respect in a big way. And our bosses are all the people, you can figure out who the bosses are in your life. Those coaches, those teachers, those directors, your parents, whoever's taking care of you. That is the who and, or the, who and the what, honoring your bosses. Um, and so you need to ask yourself some questions about these ideas. Which of the authority figures in my life are easy to submit to and honor? Think about that. Of all the authority figures in your life, which are the ones that are easy to submit to and honor? For those ones, pay close attention because in some capacity, someday, in some way, you're going to be leading somebody. In some way, whether it's as a parent, as as a supervisor, as a director or coach, someday you're going to be leading someone. So remember what the leaders you respected did. Take notes, learn from those people. because Why not learn from a great boss how to be a great boss? Then think about the leaders that do not easily help you respect them. Think about those ones, the challenging leaders in your life. And this is where things can get difficult. Next time you're around those bosses, I want you to put this verse into practice. And here's a couple ways you can do that. First, you can say something. Pay attention to the way you speak to the leaders in your life, especially the ones that are challenging to honor and respect. Pay attention to how you speak. Um, If they are easy to follow, if they are easy to honor, honor them. Let them know. As you walk out of the classroom, say thank you to your teacher. It's going to blow their mind. And if they are difficult to follow, commit to speaking respectfully to them anyway. Commit to being respectful anyway. Maybe simply saying thank you on your way out of the class. Maybe you just need to ease up on a sarcastic tone or don't roll your eyes so much because they'll roll right out of your head, um, just like your parents told you. Just because you don't use your words doesn't mean they're not getting the message. They get that. They hear that. They hear that maybe louder than words in some cases. Um, Say something. Say something and speak respectfully whether that that boss makes it easy to honor them or not. Here's another idea. Do something. Do something. Whatever you do, whatever your leader asks you to do, do it. Now, this may, as your youth pastor, this may sound a little self-serving, <laughs> but uh, unless you're on the student leadership team, I've probably not asked much from you anyway. So, um, but your parents and your coaches and your teachers, they do ask you to do something. They do ask you to do things. So do what they ask you to do and do it with joy. Do it with a happy attitude. It's going to, it's going to change the way that you're, it's going to change the dynamic of your household, the dynamic of your team, the way people look at you when you do what you're told with an attitude of joy. You'd be surprised at how much of a difference that could make because after all, life is better when you honor the boss. Life is better when you honor the boss. As you head out of here today, uh, I want you to imagine how your life would be different if you were a joy to lead. How would your life be different if you were a joy to lead? If you make it easy for the authority figures in your life, 
How would it be different? By having confidence in them, submitting to their authority, and remembering they have an authority over them. By speaking to people with respect and doing what you're asked to do with an attitude of joy. What would that change about your life? What would that mean for the freedom that you experience, the opportunities that you get, and the level of respect people give you? Would your life really be better if you decided to honor your boss? I submit, yes, it would be better. And again, I I get that it isn't easy, and sometimes you get a bad boss whose instruction is unwise and in some cases ungodly. you got to come back next week because we're going to talk about that a little bit. But for this week, think about how you treat the authorities in your life, and instead of being a burden to them, think about how you can honor your bosses and what that would mean for you as well. Because life is better when you honor the boss. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for your word and for what we can learn from it and how this is so practical for our lives, the people in this room that are surrounded by people that are in charge of them. God, help us to apply this stuff to, to our relationships and to the authority figures in our lives, God. Help us to do that and watch over us as we do that and give us the strength and obedience to make the correct choices to speak to people respectfully and to um, do, do what they ask us to do with an attitude of joy as we have confidence in our leaders and submit to them while remembering they have an authority to them as well. They have an account that they have to give to another leader and ultimately to you, Father. So watch over us in our relationships and help us to make the choice that you would want us to make, God. We love you. We worship you. It's in your precious name. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to this Apex Students podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus.